0: Welcome back rugby fans to another great episode here on the Rugby Rant. My name is Ty Braga, your host for today's activities alongside the familiar favorites of Scott the Big Guy Ferrara and Rob the Hammer hammer, Hammerschmidt. We are your team here on the Rugby Rant, but more importantly, we have another team from the Rugby Shop joining us. This is not, of course, uh, a familiar format to to us, but we actually got a Canada versus America battle brewing on screen and in this episode. So let's take an opportunity to introduce the boys from the Rugby Shop. First up, Kyle Ferguson. Kyle, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having us, guys. Should be a good time.
0: Yeah, we're going to have a great time here as you guys battle it out in this rugby debate show. Let's introduce Ed, the boss pie. Ed, welcome to the show.
2: Pleasure to be here, Ty. I love your work so far.
0: It's only been a minute.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Give me time. I can still disappoint (laughs) you. That's that's why I gave it it to you
3: now. He just gave it to you now, to, he's not later. Yeah, just ask him to say Rooster Booster and he'll uh, he'll mess it all <laughs> up. Fail every time, <laughs> fail every time. So
0: we move on, gentlemen. Now, once again, I want to take the opportunity as the normal to remind our viewers that are tuning in, whether it be by podcast or watching us on Facebook or any of the other social platforms. We are the Rugby Debate Show where we put ourselves and our guests to the test to battle one another for top honors. In this case, it'll be a team battle. We'll be having Rob and Scott representing the Rugby Rant, and then we'll be having in the other corner, of course, celebrating the color red, is our Canadian counterparts at the Rugby Shop with Kyle and Ed. Now, we've decided to be able to do things a little differently here today. On this occasion, we're going to break tradition, and we're first off going to be doing a uh, interesting game, which is called Canadian or American. They get to be able to decide by sharing one quote, one item, could be a person, could be a food, could be anything. They need to tell me if they think it's Canadian or American. Should they get it correct? Of course, they get a point. The points count for nothing, but we'll find out who wins at the end. So, gentlemen, now that we understand that that will be how we start it. most importantly, where does the debate happen? That's right in the middle, and we're going to be talking about all the good Things to come in Major League Rugby Season 4, where each of our guests will have their opening rant to be able to talk about the best things to come, why they think it's important, and what you as a fan should take note of as we head into Season 4. An exciting time as it's on our doorstep. March 20th is the opening for the season. So, here we stand, gentlemen. Do you guys know what is at stake?
3: I think we do. Yeah. has spoken yep. it's, it's world friends. supremacy <laughs> well at least north american supremacy so the canadian-american
0: border relations continue here on the rugby rant
3: <laughs> and and, and so I, kind. Just, I i want you guys let's put some something on the table some stakes maybe like all your hockey sticks and uh and <laughs> if we win we get all your hockey sticks and if uh, you guys win what do Can we, we what do we
1: yeah. yeah, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Yeah, yeah, that
0: sounds good. Cool. <laughs> Take the
4: American Tom Brady to Saskatchewan, huh?
3: Tom Brady, to the <laughs> rough riders. Is that what we're saying. We'll bring He'd him up it. to the
2: CFL. See how he likes it. Hey,
3: from from his YouTube videos or whatever happened from this weekend, I'm pretty sure he was a rough rider all weekend long. <laughs>
0: And on that (laughs) bombshell, what a great segue you set me up for there. (laughs) But uh, more importantly, fellas, uh, I want to be able to take an opportunity for everybody who has heard what we do here on the show week after week, episode after episode on the Rugby Rant. They know we love what we do, but we get to be able to do it with your help at the rugby shop who sponsor our show. So, you know, let's, let's take an opportunity. We very seldom get to be able to hear from the guys behind the brand. We have Ed and Kyle here, you know, Ed, I want to ask you a question, help people understand who is the rugby shop and why do you do what you do?
2: Yeah. And I guess uh, like all good stories, the rugby shop started with a bit of drama. Um, our uh, intrepid leader, uh the founder of the of the rugby shop, Jay Mack, who sends his apologies. He couldn't be here tonight with us. But um he uh and just to preface it by saying that um all of the uh 90% of the of the employees at the rugby shop are referees or coaches or um still playing the game. Um, Kyle and myself are both referees. Um we've got two World Rugby referees on staff, uh three or four panel referees. Um, but J Mac, who was our founder, he uh, was refereeing on the BC panel up here in uh, BC, and was at a tournament uh, in Vancouver, and basically had all his gear stolen stolen out of his truck, um, and. Uh, one of the one of the obvious problems uh, in North America is trying to resource all of that uh, all of that gear he had like uh, you know whistles and boots and balls and everything uh, he had stolen out of his truck so he had a real hard time uh, trying to figure out where to replace all this gear um, so that's kind of where the conception of uh of the rugby shop was born and it started out with uh, referee um gear and that's where I came on board because I was part of the referee association there as well um and then it kind of just very quickly we saw that there was a demand for team gear and and team equipment so we very quickly uh, um, transitioned over to teams um and then we sort of built that up for a couple of years uh and then you know these bigger opportunities started uh, come coming knocking. Um, Major League Rugby and Canterbury and and you know a, a couple of big uh, um, opportunities for us. So so we were very keen to um, you know our mandate has always been to grow rugby in North America to help youth development uh, to to try and bring the game to the level that we think it should be in North America. Um, so. We've been very keen to get on board with all of these programs, help support initiatives, help support things like the Rugby Rant, people just trying to grow the game. Um, and, you know, with that is, has come our uh, partnership with Major League Rugby and, and all these other good things as well. So um, it, it's been a real growth experience for us. We're really happy with uh, with where things have gone and looking forward to uh, building it more in the future.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting story. And what I hear you say is that everybody at the rugby shop is a rugby person, right? So it's so entwined with what you do, what you believe, how we act. I mean, it's it's clearly evident in what you do that you guys are passionate. And we thank you not only from our part, but, you know, you're doing your part to be able to grow the game in the way that you know how and, and of course, supporting other people to do it even better uh, with your help.
2: Yeah, there's one thing I'll say about the rugby community, like, It just doesn't matter where you go in the world. Like I'm from New Zealand, but if you go to Canada, America, wherever you go, the rugby community is always really welcoming. And everybody is there to try and, you know, grow that culture and, and improve the game. So that's just one of those great things about rugby.
0: Fantastic. And that's exactly what we aim to be able to do here is to be able to, you know, grow the rugby culture here in the U.S. And that's why we brought you into this conversation here Uh, Not only to have a little bit of fun, but to be able to continue sharing the good word of Major League Rugby as it is just around the corner. And I know I am excited. Much can be the same said for my colleagues and all the fans out there. But let's dive into a little bit of fun here, gentlemen. So I wanted to be able to remind you that in this first part, we're going to be asking you whether it's Canadian or American. So, Ed, you are first up. So, I'm going to throw something random at you, and you tell me whether you believe it is Canadian or American in origin. First up, bagged milk. Bagged milk. Yep. Th-
2: that, sounds, that sounds pretty processed to me. I'm, I'm going to have to say that's American.
0: Canadian it is. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I was going to say that's definitely
0: Canadian.
3: <laughs> you okay, gave the Canadian, it's Canadian. team a
0: Kiwi. Come on, man. Is this a no. milk or is this like just bag milk in general? It's milk in bags. I'm not sure how to explain it, Ed.
4: <laughs> like like sure your bags, bags Ed, okay.
0: Yeah. So you don't get a negative, but you get nothing for that. We're gonna hand it over to Rob Hammerschmidt. So Rob, here is your thing. Is it Canadian or American? Let's go ahead. And it is deep fried butter.
3: Boy. Deep fried butter. I mean, you're from Iowa, Ty. You got to know that, uh, you know, the uh, farming communities in Iowa, Illinois would just love pretty much everything. Well, I'm <laughs> stalling if you haven't figured it out. But you know what? I'm going to actually, I, 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 I'm going to go uh, American. It's like it's a w- it is American and it is yeah, Iowa. It, it, damn right Bam. it's
4: American. It's I even it's got Island. the state. Give it's, me two. Iowa, Iowa, state state, Iowa State Fair. The guy does the guy does the last supper in butter, and there's right. butter on the table in the last oh, supper. This, butter common you
1: common should get less it's points, cool, yeah. though, because, yeah, like, don't you have a time limit to answer? Um, like, it's a one-word <laughs> answer. It's American or Canadian, not in Iowa, deep fried, blah, blah. It,
3: Kyle, don't it's, you – you know, all of a sudden all of a sudden what Scott normally does in the does in a show, which is complain to the referee. It, you've taken this responsibility, Kyle. Thank you very much. It's good to I know that somebody's still fulfilling that role. All right. 50 so, pounds it's, ago. It's good half. to know
4: that somebody recognizes the fact that Rob and Ty talk too much. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I wish I had the button to pull you off screen now, Scott, but you will control. <laughs> okay. So, gentlemen, let's move it across to Kyle Ferguson. Kyle the Mouth Ferguson. So, we've got uh, another question here. Canadian or American? Here we go. It is chocolate-covered bacon.
1: Ooh.
4: Canadian.
0: Canadian is wrong.
3: Oh, it's an American invention. Jersey, right? That's a Jersey thing. It is indeed, Kyle. Maybe you it should have, have taken more time go. to think about that one, and perhaps you would have gotten it right. Nah,
1: I would have been wrong anyways. It didn't matter. So <laughs>
3: Did have
1: you know, a
0: Canadian that. bacon.
4: Yeah. All right, so that's, that's <laughs> you didn't say
1: back bacon. That, that's cheating.
4: <laughs> so Canada off the yeah, one he, round. You have to remember, yeah, their bacon's can, are you know they were thinking Canadian bacon, right? Chocolate covered bacon.
0: All right, so here we go, Scott. You're going to close out this round. Hopefully, call it a win. Canadian or American smarties ooh i can't say more than that smarties
2: we know where m&m's come from
4: i know i like smarties too i'm a canadian canadian it is
3: yeah my right. partner i do right.
4: like before
0: with that the Rugby Red takes yeah, a yeah, yeah. lead in round one on that one. Let's see if we can do another round and see if Canada can come back with a uh, Rugby case. Chop driving seat there. Well,
1: we might get more rounds in if Rob doesn't talk so much. So let's see.
0: <laughs> Canada throwing mud. <laughs> so here we go. Ed, it's back over to you, my friend. Here we go. Canadian or American. Ryan Gosling.
2: That's easy. All the best actors and best looking actors come from Canada. That is Canadian.
0: Canadian is correct.
4: I total do liability at defensive research. back. And uh, remember the Titans, <laughs> just, just to say, just to let you know, total total liability at defensive back in that movie. Well, mm-hmm. well, what about the Notebook?
2: Come on.
3: <laughs> All right, so he, let's he would bring that, like that up with his martini his in, his hand. in hand. <laughs> hey, tip your pinky when you drink that thing, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, so Rob, let's hear it. It is going to be again American or Canadian. It is coffee crisp. Coffee
3: crisp. I've never heard of a coffee crisp. (laughs) I got to go with Canadian. Canadian. It is.
4: Yeah, (laughs) never heard of that either.
3: (laughs) (laughs) If you never heard
0: of it, it's Canadian. That's 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 news.
3: (laughs) Um, All right, so let's put that in your toque and smoke it there, Ferguson. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so
1: Kyle, let's see what you got. Fast, Let me see. Faster answer! It was it was it was well played. It's basically <laughs> it, it tastes like coffee. So there you
4: go. Oh, okay, right. okay.
1: We'll send you some in your next care package.
4: Oh, there Speaking we go. with the uh, with the
0: coffee theme, Kyle, answer this one for us: American or Canadian iced coffee?
1: Ooh, American. What was your answer? American is correct.
0: All
3: right. Yeah. That's no no comments there, Hammer. So, Scott, are, are, are they now up on the board? Is that, is that finally? That's uh, two points to it's one. A, two can tie it. Oh, okay. Okay. Scott Just can tie that. it. All
0: right, Scott, it's up to you to be able to tie this round. Okay. Here we go. It is American or Canadian. Kenny versus Spenny. Hmm. Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> So, you're sticking with the rule. If you've never heard of it, it's Canadian, right? Yeah.
4: yeah. I saw Kyle fucking laugh. So, I'm going Canadian. <laughs> yeah, I think we, gave it, away. Kenny, I think we yeah. gave it away.
0: For those of you who don't know, Kenny and Spenny is like one of the great cult comedy duos that is like a tragic story. It is two friends that were like pit against each other week after week in the most ridiculous battles Kenny uh, Hutz and Spencer Rice. So, it is Canadian. I'm just All right. so the looking That nice That was. No, okay. You had no idea. All right. We're going to do one more round here, gentlemen, and we'll see who takes us. Uh, and let's move along as swiftly as we can. So we'll start it again with Ed. So let's I'm go sorry, ahead. What? We'll start it with you, Ed. You were starting a new round American or Canadian? Uh, sorry. None of this is connected. I just wanted to look uh, professional like the big guy. So <laughs> 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 That is Kiwi, then. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: That's a, a pretty elaborate prop, though. Yeah. I must give yeah. you kudos for, for timing. That was excellent.
2: Yeah, it took me a while to bring that one in, but uh got there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> he right. He was waiting. Fantastic. For those of you that can't see what we just saw... Uh, ed had what looked to be quite the professional podcast setup only to come to realize that the earphones were not plugged in and the microphone didn't work (laughs) (laughs) So it's all just a farce i brought my own box. yep all right american or canadian mike myers
2: oh you keep giving me the the famous uh comedians here um and obviously that's a, that's an SNL connection. So there's, there's a bunch of Canadians that came down from um, what was the Canadian, there's a Canadian one there. That, Is this uh, a also... Rob
0: Walter? Yeah, no doubt. She's going to yeah, give Canada. us a
3: dissertation on comedian uh, <laughs> comedy. You it's, know?
0: it's Canada. Yeah, for sure. It's Canada. All right. Point goes to you. Canada on the board in this last round to tie it up. Let's move it over to Rob Hammerschmidt. Rob, Solo Cups. <laughs> you, got, uh, you, got, you got a kid in college, and you got one yeah. about to go into college.
3: So, I'm pretty well, sure going to be a I've large part a, of the education. Yeah, I've seen a ping pong ball go in them, but that doesn't mean I know yeah. where they're made. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go with American. American, it is. Yeah. <laughs> good pick, good pick. It's one all tied up. Let's hand it over to Kyle the
0: Mouth Ferguson. <laughs> Big Dipper Beef and Cheese Sticks.
1: Ooh, whoa. That could go either American, way. American. American. Are you sure? No.
0: <laughs> I respect your answer. <laughs> is that your final answer? American. Sure. Yep. You're so out. But you are correct. Oh, yes. Okay. Go with your first instinct. What the, the hell is that? Probably from Philly. It's, from from? it's probably from Philly. It, it, I don't know where it's from. It's said it said it's one of the classic <laughs> American snacks. So, where? Uh,
3: yeah, exactly. I live in <laughs> Chicago. A classic <laughs> American sna- snack is a is an Italian beef,
0: right? Okay, so here we go. On to uh, Scott. Let's see if you can uh, tie it up again. <sighs> Let me see which one I'm going to do. All right, okay. Here we go. American or Canadian? Lay's ketchup chips.
4: Oh, definitely Canadian. Are you sure? Yeah. That is correct. Uh, I was going to say, ketchup chips is a thing in the UK too. So I was like, it definitely is not.
0: Yeah. We are a very unrefined (laughs) palate.
1: They're called crisps in the UK, I believe.
0: Yeah, which always got me. So, gentlemen, after that round, American or Canadian, it actually ends up being the first round is a win for uh, the rugby rant side. Then it was two draws after that. That leaves in the winner in this particular round. So oh, congratulations to uh, Scott and Rob. You are the winners <laughs> on this particular occasion, the first American
3: or Canadian debate. So- and, and, and I suspect with our next, next bunch of our – Merch from the rugby shop.com. We will be getting a shitload of uh hockey sticks, please. So i <laughs> garages. I think it's probably going to need, no. need a new twig boys.
4: That's right. Send that's one that's down. Right.
3: I need a new twig. That's right. <laughs> there will be no I, actual merch. Straight, no, be... None of that graphite bullshit. You'll, you'll right, make we're... my younger son happy as hell. Right now he is actually playing hockey. So uh nice. he'll be excited to get some new, uh some new wood. We'll get, a, wood. get a production team whittling. That was the big guy's first right
1: sport. Wow, you want you need more wood to go in your Manscaped ad,
0: I think. <laughs> right, I was going to say, on that note, we'll yep, go to, to, uh,
1: to the king
0: of
4: comedy on the show. That's Mr. Scott Ferrara.
1: <laughs> Favorite
0: part and
4: of the guys show know here, people. Valentine's Day. Yeah, listen, Valentine's Day is right now, actually. Um, and are you ready to make sure that your area is ready whenever the night's going to take you? Um, you know, 2 million men are trusting Manscaped products to groom, make sure you're one of them um oh man and uh what what can make your (laughs) package special is the uh perfect package 3.0 for the best products to keep you looking smelling and feeling nice uh the perfect package 3.0 is led by the revolutionary third generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer which has advanced skin safe technology When you're clipping your boys down there, you don't want those nicks. You don't want those cuts. It features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. It's also waterproof, which helps prevent the mess on the bathroom floor and in the sink. That's something my wife constantly complains about, (laughs) especially when it's time for Cupid to shoot his arrow, maybe in Toronto. And let's be real. We've smelled some of the worst stuff down there before, so that's why I'm thankful for their Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep our boys from sweating, smelling, and sticking. You use deodorant for your underarms. Why not use deodorant for the smelliest part of your body? The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxers that'll keep your drunk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade um, from those overused pairs of boxers. Use the Manscaped high-performance boxers, and uh, it, they have that anti-chafing <laughs> technology there because, you know, when you got that rash down there, it's terrible. So grab some Manscaped boxers. Um, and also, actually, the new thing we all just got is the uh, signature sent from Manscaped, which is the redefined cologne. Um, this cologne is the perfect complement to any of your, uh, cologne collections. I'm a cologne guy. I like many different colognes. There's a perfect cologne for, for every different type of day. Um, so make sure you get the perfect package 3.0, uh, get it in time, uh, for Valentine's Day with the Rugby Rant. Uh, use the code RugbyRant at manscaped.com to get 20% off of free shipping. Again, go to manscaped.com, get 20% off of free shipping with the code Rugby Rant and your boys will thank you. Welcome back
0: rugby fans again to the rugby rant podcast show. My name is Ty Braga alongside the host of guests over here. We got Rob Hammerschmidt, Scott Ferrara, Kyle Ferguson, and Ed Pie. This is the Canada versus America battle when it comes to rugby shop.com. And of course the rugby rant team. Now, What are we talking about in this segment? We put it out to you, our audience, out in the MLR Fan Zone and beyond. And what came out tops is to be able to find out what are the great things to come. What do we think are the things you should look out for as a fan in Major League Rugby Season 4 as it is right on our door. March 20th is the date that it all kicks off. But what can we look forward to? We're going to hand it over to Ed Pye to tell us what he thinks it might be. Thanks, Ty. Uh,
2: we'll have a look around the, the league for w- what I'm excited for. Uh, I was kind of looking at players that have been signed and uh, you know how teams are shaping up. And there was two teams that really caught my eye. I think uh, you know everybody's been interested in the Guiltinis and who they've been signing, uh, and, and the Jackals, of course, the new teams. Um, but uh, there are two teams that I think that have signed the best, the best recruiters uh, in uh, in 2020, and that is SD Legion uh, and the Toronto Arrows and some of the, some of these signings have gone under the radar a little bit but um you know the, the legion right now have the by far the fastest outside back uh, uh team um in the league Cecil Africa extreme pace Bjorn Basson he's a little bit older but he he was one of these guys who could really burn and then Cam Clark, and I don't know if anybody's seen, uh, Rico Iwani uh, is touted as one of the fastest All Blacks of all time. Uh, there's a video of Cam Clark chasing Rico Iwani down over 90 meters with a probably a 15 yeah. meter, uh, um, start on him. And Cam Clark bursts him down. He's got serious gas. Africa, Bisson and Clark, that is a, that is a top quality trio for an outside back trio. Um, but then the Arrows as well, which has also gone under the radar. Uh, they've, they've signed, um, Tuchelet, Tuchel, Montero, these are international, Argentinian, Argentinian nice. international players. Um, uh, they've got Gaston Mieres, who's still there, one of the slipperiest guys in the league. Um, and then uh, Leandro Levias who's also just a powerhouse uh, player. Those two outside back uh, trios are going to be, that's going to be an immense matchup when those two meet. The game's not on the schedule yet, but uh, it, it's going to be a really good game. Added to which you've got uh, Taylor Adams, uh, who I think is probably the best ball player in the league, playing for the Arrows at 10. Uh, He's going to be able to give those guys uh, some space. And then maybe Dan Carter with the Legion. We don't know, but maybe.
0: On Um, that (laughs) note, Dan Carter, 38 years old. Can he still do it, right? And that's the question people have been asking, what value would he provide and I suppose it's kind of like that uh that moment that Major League Soccer had signed David Beckham maybe it might have the same pull maybe it won't uh the prestige that comes with him is certainly intriguing so yeah I mean people would be very curious to be able to see where he would land up but the the general speculation is that it would be the legion if it was that he would come across to Major League rugby
4: more why, to the point Why is that the speculation Who who, well, who because it that? hasn't
0: been confirmed and it's still rumors and you know it's evolving, right? It's the It's the Manonu Canadian.
4: Yeah, but the, you know. have to realize he has some. He has friends on a certain East Coast team, too. So, you know, I mean, really good friends on a yeah. certain East Coast team. So I think people are overlooking that.
1: So, you go to the East Coast. Are and you weather. guys,
0: I mean, is this a different rant now? Did we just change? Am <laughs> <laughs> <My laughs> up right
1: now? Or I've got a couple of more points here. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah.
2: D- do I it's get to jump in now one. on
3: this one, or, 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 or are we going? Well, for... look, okay. So Rob, let, we're skipping use Rob's time, correct? Springboard for
0: Rob. Let's use that <laughs> as a springboard for Rob. Rob, what is your thought in regards to DC coming over to the MLR, uh, and then tell us what is your points that you most enjoy uh, looking forward to in season four?
3: DC's not coming to the MLR. Why? He just had a baby. He's not bringing a new newborn and three other kids over here. Um, they Didn't have the baby yet.
4: Uh, She's pregnant.
3: Uh, yeah, I, it's it's going to pop anytime soon, from what I understand. I've talked to many a doctors on this one. All right. So <laughs> yes. so uh, what am I excited about? Uh, there's a, a number of things I'm excited about, but one of the things that really excites me as I look forward to the season, which starts on March 20th, is the young draftees. I'm really, really excited to see some of the young players that are coming out of college from their first ever draft and see how they do. Two years ago, as I looked at the 2019 season, I really wanted to see um, how a couple guys down there in NOLA performed. Um, and Nick Feeks is one of those guys. Malcolm May was one of those guys. And I kind of predicted, you know, they might not be in the mix that first year, but we're going to see them become more of a, a feature in 2020. Well, interestingly, Nick Feeks scores the first uh, um, trifecta in uh, MLR history. And then Malcolm May was very much a part of their back row trio last year in the shortened season. So here's the guys I'm really looking forward to. Remember, Mooneyham just signed with the AGs. Okay, that'll be interesting because they already have a very good squad. He should develop quite nicely. I'm really looking forward to see how Brian Nolte um, mixes in with the NOLA front row. Um, I, I want to see uh, Madden. Okay, Patrick Madden really excites me. I want to see how he measures up, if he gets in at all, and sees any time and see how he develops. And we know now that Bronson Tellus is going to be down in Houston. These guys, I think, can be the foundation for USA Rugby's future. And we just, because they were in college, we don't get to see much college rugby televised here in the United States. We haven't gotten a chance to see how they perform in the pitch, how they play, what their style's like, and that's what I'm excited to see. So I look forward to that. And I'm going to shout out to my guy, uh, Roddy uh, from Lindenwood, and Nikki T from Lindenwood, and my guy, McLeish, better show up on that pitch down there Nola brother uh, so I'm excited to see some college boys uh, get some time and develop right it's interesting that you both
0: between yourself Rob and and Ed have you know spoken about the players being some of the most interesting points of success for the league um, but at different ends of the scale right you're talking about the younger generation being promoted into this league for the first time as the next generation right the guys that will hopefully grow to be able to take us to even greater heights. Uh, and then Ed, you're talking about the wealth of experience that already exists. And then also that experience that's coming in to be able to possibly nurture that next generation. So it's interesting that, uh, that both of those, those forces, those players have an incredible influence just in different areas. And for you, it's going to be something important to watch. So great insights there from both Ed and Rob. Let's hand it over to Kyle Ferguson. What do you think?
1: Tough ones to follow there, boys. But um, I think to Rob's point with Connor Mooneyham there going to AGs, that's a that's a big signing for them. In my humble opinion, um, they're already a stacked team. They're gonna, I think they're gonna do well. And sort of flying under the radar here. They've got some a good coaching staff and a run very very well. Uh, looking forward to the Texas Derby there, which is coming up April third, I believe, with Houston. Um, nice. I know you, some of you guys have pissed, picked Dallas to win that. Well, um, keep yeah, dreaming for 2025. For so suck it, yeah, time. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can just, uh, keep going for that one, but, um, I'll pick the AGs on this one. I think, <laughs> I don't know. That'll be a tough one. Anywho. So that's where we're going there. I think uh, team flying under the radar, maybe Seattle is people aren't really talking about them much, but I mean, back-to-back champs, they were showing well, they haven't lost a ton of players. Um, there haven't been big, big signings like the other people, but I think they're going to be doing all right there too on the West coast. Um, as Ed said, SD Legion are looking strong. Um, I think I was going to bring up the Beckham effect there, Ty, with you know bringing in these older guys. And I think it's just bringing more eyes to the game, let's say, right. and just getting these big names in there, the Rob Shaws and such. That I mean, look at Nanu in there in San Diego. I mean, yeah, he was older, but man, he looked good. We were down in Vegas last year, and he was just a step above everybody else. And right. at his age to do that and just bring that level of competition up in North America – is exactly what is needed, in my my opinion, to help grow the game overall and get these young guys like the Mooneyhams and everybody that Rob mentioned up to that next level and show them how to get there. And that's right. what's going to grow the game. So
0: Excellent yeah. points. I mean, you you echoed some of the same things, and I want to kind of drive into the, the player aspect again. So you spoke about Mooneyham. Now, Mooneyham, an interesting one, was actually, I believe, was supposed to be rumored to be the number one pick in the draft, right? Um, or at least the top seed. And ended up being that it didn't go that way. And, of course, we know that the MLR draft is, was in its infancy. It was only its first time. You know, it's still yet to be seen. Moody whether him, that,
3: I thought Moody it, it, was He was number one. He was number one. He did one. go one. To Dallas.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I couldn't remember if he was number one or maybe I'm thinking of Madden. Madden. No,
3: no. What you think of is there was two locks. Both of them, I think, were from Scotland. And, um, right. One of them went to OGDC and, and Dottie Cameron – no, Cameron – yeah, uh, yeah. can um I know that you yeah. you
0: Rob know that very yeah. well because you put Cameron Dodson is supposed to be the part. other one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So more to the point, you know, um you spoke about the AGs. Now I, I like okay, so I will probably say that the AGs is is most likely for me the the, the guys that are thinking outside the box right now. Uh, their organization seems a lot more solid than it did last year obviously there 's an interesting history when it comes to rugby in austin it 's very different iterations, but this seems most the most stable right now it 's got great backing their marketing campaign is second to none right now i mean i 'm loving what they 're doing their marketing team their media guys are like hitting it out the park on almost every occasion. And they're in a different league right now, dare I say, to the rest of the MLR teams. And I do hope that because they raise that bar, they'll bring the others up with them. Um, So that's that's a great thing to be able to look forward to see. Um, I know it might not necessarily be the best season to be able to see if that marketing translates into more seats uh, being filled. uh, But it's still going to be more eyeballs, as you so rightly pointed out, Kyle. It's about getting more people to interact, more people to notice, more people to watch. That's the key in season four. So, great point and great round from Kyle. Let's hand it over to Scott Ferrara.
4: Well, first of all, at the time of this recording, Patrick Madden is, is peddling his wares to the Bonus Point podcast. So, uh, he can. You know, I'm going to poo-poo Patrick Madden because he got to start wow. in rugby podcasts, <laughs> a certain rugby podcast that we might or might not be on right now. Um, but let's get hot, fellas. So, the, I think the big thing I'm excited about is the derbies. We're, we're actually going to have legit derbies. Um, that 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 on the East Coast, which we didn't get to have last year, um, we're going to have the two matches again. I, that was actually one of my disappointments in last week's episode, was saying that we didn't have a third leg of the Derby. But you know, beggars can't be choosers. We're we're getting uh, two legs of derbies this year. You know, you're going to see that that uh, New England uh, Rooney Derby. You're going to see that Atlanta OG. That Atlanta Nola. I guess Toronto and and Atlanta are going to be a Derby now, considering they're sharing yeah. a pitch. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool actually. I think that, I think yeah. that would be. Honestly, I think that's like an interesting derby, Atlanta, um, that means to be marketed as
0: like a battle for home turf, you know?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Seriously. And, and it's, it's, it's nice to see, um, we're going to get to see the guiltinis. I'm actually, I think I'm most excited to see what happens with the guiltinis. They've, um, curated this roster to me that, that rivals any roster in the MLR right now. Um, you got a lot of players going to that team, um, and and we haven't heard much from them, and everybody's going kind of going crazy with the radio silence. But you know what? I think it, they're kind of on the sneak there. Yeah. You know, I think the the radio silence is going to be persistent, um, and I think it's going to pay off right up until the season. I think I think the rugby shop guys know that. You know, it's it's the Giltinis are, are where it's at. I know I know Kyle loves the colors. And, you know, me and him, that's the only thing I think me and him agree upon are the, the guilty. I'm a, fan. <laughs> um, but I'm a fan. But I think yeah, the, 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 that's, I just <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can't. And and, and honestly, let's be honest. They're gonna, probably going to have to move to Vegas, too. And then I'll be another. Not only will the derby for California be obviously San Diego versus L.A., but now it'll be a battle for the home turf in Vegas. You know, so it's all these interesting storylines that we might not, you know, would have had in a quote unquote regular season the MLR. So.
2: I love that the Guiltini's fans have turned the corner now in terms of, uh, you know, they've they've gotten over some of the stuff people are now starting to promote how they're going to go to games and dress up and, and, you know, get into the whole, um, the whole, the whole atmosphere of the games alongside the AGs who are looking to do these huge entertainment spectacles. So that's, that's going to be cool too.
0: And no, it's interesting that you bring that up though, Ed, and I think it does warrant just a moment to be able to sit on that topic for, for a bit, because you know, everybody kind of, and to, to quote uh, uh, Scott, poo pooed all over uh, the Guiltinis, right? Because of the name, because of the oh, the brand, culture, and whatever else. I think people have now shifted their focus. They're like, hang on. And this is, again, to Scott's point, is like these guys have put together, at least on paper, a stellar team. I mean, you've got hot shots from rugby that are present, not only past, right? These are guys that can take the field at an international platform and still produce great results consistently as well, um, which is some of the criticism that has been received when you look at players like, Dan Carter, for example, because that popped up. There's a lot of criticism that surrounds the fact, oh, do we need players of that age? What can they contribute more than one season? You know. So, yes, I do get that to a certain point, to a certain degree. Echoing what, what Kyle had said is that it still brings eyes in. It still brings experience in. That is nothing that you you have present in your league right now that are consistently at that caliber, the more we bring in, the more we can share, the more we can develop. Um, And talking about developing, that developing culture, fan culture, whether it be the cohort, whether it be the Rooster Boosters, I got it right, uh, or whether it be uh, any other team or like the Guiltinis—that that is something that's also kind of organically grown in rugby culture here in the U.S. that I hope I see blossom in season four. What do you guys think?
3: Well, absolutely. And, and somebody brought it up. I think they posted a picture of, of some guy in a robe and a, uh, you know, a martini glass and, you know. You know right. This, this is what we were and, with Nick
0: Boya, and we yeah. added a monocle and a cane.
3: <laughs> so you got to go back to that. you got to go back to that episode. I think we flashed an image of that. But, you know, embrace it. Embrace the fun of it. Isn't that what it's supposed to be about, right? right. Uh, rugby's supposed to be fun. And, you know, okay, so let's get over the name. Now that we're done with that, um, let's embrace what each culture is gonna have to bring when you cause the great thing about it, when you go and visit wherever it is and you see an away match, you get to experience something different than what you get yeah. at your home pitch. And that's what rugby's wow. about.
1: Yeah. And I was gonna say, like to that point, Rob, like the sevens tournaments, like what do people love about that? It's the experience, yeah. it's the fans, right? Like that's that what you need to build at these. That yeah. Right. Totally. Like that's what needs to be built here. And I guess going back to what you're saying, Ty, about these older players, it's the David Beckham effect to me, right? Like you need to bring these players in to get more people to watch. Like the MLS, you're telling me that that did not help that league overall. Of course it did, right? Like how many people went to soccer games that were not soccer fans that just wanted to see David Beckham play that maybe now are soccer fans, right? Like it's just about getting people into the game. And I think that's important. And the guillotinis, last point, Scott, and then I'll let you go. But the Giltinis, I think, watch out for their marketing. I don't have any knowledge of this, but, you know, Gilchrist being come. the owner of Austin. Yeah, it is. I would, it's, you know, you're saying AGs are sick. I would not be surprised to see some sick marketing coming yeah, out. of really tell, tell
3: me how cool would it be to have it on Hollywood Boulevard, red carpet, and, and you know, this yeah. big announcement with all the players rolling in. I mean, that would be exciting. And I I, I just know that that's wow. what Gilly has in store. Yeah.
1: And you got guys like Ghetto oh. and Anderson Cooper, Ashley Anderson Cooper, that haven't been. You know, there was rumors, but nothing's been said. Is there more coming? Right? Yeah, they've been loosely
0: connected to to the franchises run by by Gilcrest, but you know, it's yet to be determined. Still, but they definitely are not short of any star power as it stands. Um, yeah. You know, and and that's a credit to to where you know, the league is going and where it's growing. Uh, Chris Robshaw being another great uh, evidence of that, you know, he's now made his way across to the U S as far as we know uh, in his quarantine, at least for now, but you know, there's another great star power. And does he have that Beckham effect? Probably not, but it does bring credibility to have a player of his stature, former England captain Harlequin's staple for what a decade, Um, So, yeah, these these are great points to be able to bring in.
2: But I have a question for the U.S. uh, contingent here. Yeah. Is there there some kind of immigration issue with Argentinians? Like, why have the teams not signed more of the Haguades? Because Arrows have signed four of them. Uh, The um, Western Force in Australia have signed a bunch. Why are people not picking up these international players?
3: Because
0: South Africans are cheaper. (laughs) (laughs)
4: well again it's it's as as we saw as we saw with a player like drew mitchell it was hard for him to prove to these officials that he was a professional rugby player you know so that's 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 something that i talk about constantly that you actually have to prove you play professional rugby and you're proving it and you're trying to prove to somebody who doesn't know what rugby is um And it's, it's, I think it just gets ridiculous. And I think education, right? It's harder for those South American players. Yeah. Those South American players to come in because of that. What what I was going to say before is I don't think that those players have the Beckham effect because you have to realize Beckham was a supermodel and he was into multiple things that kind of catapulted him uh, just out of soccer stardom. Yeah. But, but what you, what it does do is it takes a fan like me. And when I want to show my friends, Oh these are the types of guys we have in the MLR now. I can show right. them Chris Robshaw happening in England team in a World Cup. You know, I can show them, you know, Dan Carter and, and all the amazing things he does and and Manu Ma and and all that. So I think they have that crossover ability to try and bring in new fans. And, I think and that also that the Guiltinis listen to me. But yeah, and, and, and if the Guiltinis are smart, they get Snoop Dogg in a friggin' Guiltinis kit, <laughs> sipping yeah. on some
3: gin and juice, first in a smoking that's, jacket. Absolutely. In a smoking jacket. But, but but Ed to your point, um, you know, don't don't forget Julian uh, Dominguez uh, down there at NOAA, Argentinian Juan Capiello just added to the roster last year, Argentinian. So I think teams are doing it, um, but they're 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 finding where those players fit into their rosters. Right. Right.
0: And also it's you know, it's important to be able to note that while rugby in the U S and Canada is now finding its professionalism with major league rugby. Uh, You know, last year, unfortunately, was the beginning of the slaw, but it was cut short, just like the MLR season. So it already had a lot of those Argentinian 15s players um, incorporated into some of those teams there that, yeah, I mean, some of them ended up going to other clubs, some, you know, things like that. I mean, I, I hope that they end up coming back, you know, but nevertheless, Rugby, where it is right now in the U.S. and Canada, is without a doubt in the best position that it has been, at least for a very, very long time. So I want to be able to take the opportunity to swing it once around the table again. We'll start it where we started this round with Ed and find out, again, what is your prediction for the season? What is your overall outcome? Where do we measure the success? Let's put it that way.
2: Well, I think first and foremost, uh, getting on the field. Like, uh, you know, the, COVID is one of these things that needs to be, um, you know, uh, and hopefully everything get, works well and everything, uh, you know, goes goes to plan. But um, getting out on the field, I think, is first and foremost. And then um, uh, I think what we're going to see from this season is that, um, because teams are, are going to be in a, a, a somewhat of a bubble together. You know, you've got Toronto, down Atlanta, you've got people in Vegas. I think that's actually going to raise the level, the quality of games. So I think we're going to see some uh, some higher quality games um, with people sort of in the same area. You know, the travel is reduced. Uh, you know, there's uh, more time to prepare for games and stuff at the, at the venue. So I think that's going to lead to some high quality stuff. I, I think, um, you know, in terms of an outcome, I'm uh, – Last year, I predicted the Arrows were going to take the whole thing out because of their recruitment. I think I'll stick with that because they've just added to their strength. So,
0: And to that point, and to give you credit, the Arrows were on a stellar course to the top. I mean, I think they were only stumped by uh, the Colorado Raptors in their final game by three points. Mm. Um, but yes... You know, the Arrows have a great structure. They've obviously got a good product that they put out in the field, and we hope to be able to see them do the same in their new home, although it'd be temporary down in uh, Rugby ATL, as they call that home base for the season, which is another point that is so unique to the season in Season 4 is that you're going to have these wonderful home derby rivals that – wouldn't normally exist in any other condition except for under these conditions right
2: yeah. and we saw um, we saw uh, the crusaders back in 2011 i think it was travel basically played away from home the whole year because of the the earthquake in christchurch um and uh you know went to the final i think i think they lost in the final to the reds but um you know it, it doesn't mean that they're they're going to be any worse uh, for that i think you know you can really bond together as a team when you're in that situation
3: Absolutely. And uh, let's hear what Rob has to say. So I guess I would say this, look at what the league's done thus far to try to make things happen. Starting on March 20th, Toronto's moved across the border. They're, they're staying in they're stationing themselves in Atlanta. You've got um, San Diego is going to be playing their games in Las Vegas. And in all likelihood, LA will probably do it, be doing the same. So I guess I look at it like this. If this season goes off without a hitch, Tell me that that wouldn't send a message about the strength that this league will have moving forward. That at such a young uh, uh, level, with so so few years under their belt, that they're able to come overcome a crisis like COVID, put on a good product, get through a difficult time, and get on the other end of it, and demonstrate that rugby can be strong, thrive, and survive here in the United States, instead of springboard for 2027-2031.
0: Right. Absolutely. I mean, as you said, it's the foundation that we lay now that will reap rewards later, not only for Major League Rugby and professionalism for the sport, but for the entire nation as it does have a positive ripple effect. Thank you, Rob. And
3: and Canada, because it's probably going to be a a co-hosted World Cup.
0: Absolutely. And it should be right. I mean, obviously there's so many merits to it and it's pretty much the same conversation that you have. Like you could take that conversation and say, well, Toronto and, and, and rugby ATL partnership is mutually beneficial. Likewise for a Canadian American bid for the world cup. It's Absolutely. mutually beneficial. So let's hear what, uh, that, uh, Kyle has to say.
1: <laughs> well, those are again, good points, gentlemen. I'm not really sure what to look forward to to the most. Yeah, they're they're (laughs) nailing it here. Um, But to get the season off would be quite outstanding to me in just in general. Um, We don't, they don't get to live in a bubble like some of these leagues did, like the NBA just going down to Florida and just living, you know, making millions of dollars and living in a bubble like to get that season off. So this is something different and guys that should be working on the side and doing all that kind of stuff. So to Rob's point, just to get the season if they can get the whole season through would be pretty outstanding. Um, The other part, I guess, is getting some coverage on TV and how, whether it's TV or Facebook or anything like that, and just trying to get the viewership up. Like, how do we do that? Mm -hmm. How do, and I'm saying we, because we're all rugby people, like how do we get those viewers up? And you know, what's the, what's the standard per game that you want to see people viewing? You can go on Facebook and see, Oh, there's 20 people watching. Well, where's that number? What are we looking for? What would be the success? I don't know. I mean, they're looking at two, three, four thousand 4,000 people in a stadium. What do we want to see watching? 10, 20, 30? I mean, 100, 200 would be great. But, you know, what's the success based on that? Um, yeah. And then just to have the final where uh, AGs take it would be fantastic.
0: Oh, so bold prediction. Do you think uh, Austin's going to be right there to the end?
1: There, there you have it.
0: Okay. So, Off the board. I do like about that. So talking about viewership. Now, obviously, if the world was in in a normal, well, my normals are going to be a relative term these days, right? (laughs) Uh, Let's just say pre-COVID times, you could measure success if it was like, okay, how many seats have been sold? How many people attended on an average across the league for your team? You know, you've got these KPIs that you can look at and go, all right, great. We did better than last year. We did worse than last year. You're not going to have that because last year didn't happen right? So it's a false uh, 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 expectation already set. Should it be better? Yeah, absolutely. If we just finish the season, that would be a win. I agree with everybody who has said that. More to the point of why I wanted to be able to address what you said there, Kyle, is the viewership. So last year, even though it was a truncated season, by the time it had ended five games in, The viewership, eyeballs tuning in to watch Major League Rugby games, was already higher than the year previous to that. And that was pre-COVID, right? So you have to be able to say, okay, it was on an upward trajectory. Could it have continued the same manner? I believe so. If you look at the success on record, the highest viewership, CBS primetime, was the 2019 championship at Torero Stadium, which had, I think, just about 500,000 viewers That is the benchmark of success. Will we get there again? I don't know. Do we have the opportunity now? Yes, because while you might not be able to attend games in person, you can do everything you can to watch them. And uh, I think that's, that's what will make the difference this season is being able to engage audiences that we haven't yet engaged. So thank you for that contribution, Kyle. Let's end it off with the big guy, Scott
4: Ferrara. I think personally a success for me would be seeing fans at every home match for every team. So if, if, even if it's just one match, home match for Rui, that last match, um, to see fans there, I would say if every team has fans at at least one home match, that's a success. Um, that shows that we can pers- uh, persevere against this COVID. We can persevere as a society of rugby loving fans. Um, we can support our teams, um, you know it's it was it was very hard for for me as a Rooney fan last year to to you know after everything ended it was like you know i didn't even get that one shot you know and right now i they just are talking about opening things up in new york uh is the news um in larger arenas um they haven't talked about smaller arenas yet but it seems like we're making these incremental changes and incremental changes in policy to get there so again to reiterate i think a, a for me personally if there are home fans at at least one home match for every team. And that includes Toronto in Toronto. Um, I think that would be a success.
0: Hopefully Toronto does find a way to be able to continue playing rugby close to home. Right. And they said that that's an option come the latter part of the season. So I guess, It's a wait and see scenario, but right now we can say that it is optimistic. The out for you uh, is, is looking good. And uh, we will know if you want to be able to hear some of the real good points, make sure that you tune in on March 17th. As a viewer of the rugby rant, you'll be uh, granted the privilege of uh, seeing George Killebrew himself join us here on the show for our run, pass or kick interview. And that's three days before the start of the season. So that will be an exciting opportunity. Gentlemen, That was another great round. So let's take a quick break as we hear a word from one of our sponsors again. We'll see you back in just a few moments Welcome back rugby fans again to the Rugby Rant Podcast Show and uh, now we enter the latter part of our presentation here on this episode where we have put the Rugby Shop Boys against the guys from the Rugby Rant that is of course Rob Hammishman Scott Ferrara, Kyle the Mouth Ferguson and the Boss Pie (laughs) and it is tough battle so far. Just a quick recap the boys from the Rugby Rant took the first round in our Canadian or American quiz that was uh, the start Block there. They right out the block took that win. It was hard fought, but of course, they led it into the next, which was the debate where we're talking about the great things to come in season four for Major League Rugby. We still need to decide who won that round, but everybody had put up a good fight. And now it comes down to this one here as we do a trivia round. For those of you who have not yet seen it here on the Rugby Rat, it works like this. I will answer or I will ask for the answer once I have completed the question. Not before, gentlemen. So the way it works, you wait until it's done. As soon as you think that you are ready to be answering, you need to raise your hand to the camera. And that means that the one I considered having done first will be the one to answer. If you fail in the correct answer, I will hand it to the opposing team. Remember, this is going to be Kyle and Ed versus Scott and Rob. And this will be the one to see who wins it all, regardless if, uh, if Canada, our Canadian counterparts, or representing Canada, won the debate uh, that means that the Rugby Rant would have won the first and last round and take the win. Gentlemen are we ready?
2: Let's do it. All right. see.
0: Game Ed, on. we're going to give you the honor as the guest to be able to actually no, let's see what am I doing? <laughs> Changing the rules all right, Some here of your we inner trauma. Here, here we go. All right, get new help. I'm back on track. Sorry, the budget. <laughs> All right, we didn't rehearse this. Scott right, and I've been saying question. that for a while. First question. <laughs> first question. Are you ready? Who is the host nation of the 2023 Rugby World Cup? Oh. Rob Hammerschmidt, France. It is France. An easy one to start off. All right. That's, that's a quick one out, the, out the, the, the ramp there. Okay, so here comes the next one. USA versus Canada rivalry. The two teams first met in 1977 and have played every year since then with the exceptions of 2010 and 2020. As of the end of 2019, which team has won more games? Oh, man, it was so close. I think I'm going to give it to Ed. Canada. The two sides have met 58 times with 22 wins for the U.S. 38 wins to Canada. Good job. That's a nice
1: one. No-brainer.
3: <laughs> we'll see how even that is. Although, the- although. <laughs> U.S. Has, uh, has gotten the better of Canada in the last probably five the last, years. The last right, five. that's fun and that's
1: a, that's a whole other debate show that we we had to count the last
3: decade
0: it would be a completely (laughs) different statistic right yeah okay so let's go on to the next one it's one all what are the colors i especially by the way wrote this question for mr scott ferrara just look at his face what are the colors found on the free jacks jersey rob hammersmith
3: Red, white and blue
0: okay red white and blue Coincidentally, Maybe. the same name and palette as the OGDC who won the honor of wearing the United States flag on the 2021 MLR jersey, which can be found at the shopmlr.com.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, you forgot the black stitching. So I think uh, we, need to, we need to. The black
0: stitching. That must be inside info there. Yeah, okay. Ed,
3: Ed. Uh-huh. Would you want to uh-huh. send me one of those personally? And that way I could have a closer look at it. I could
4: take a closer look at it too and put yeah. it right in the fire.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you're going to do what, what the big guy does with new England stuff, you'll never see. No, no, new no. New no. New you new don't
3: understand. Fight. If you haven't watched the show enough, clearly you don't know that I'm a shameless whore when it comes to rugby gear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we do.
0: Loyalty well, can be bought. It's well known.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's rocking Utah today. So that a boy.
3: That's right. Got my my ball there. Got the the shirt.
1: Yeah. Oh, boy. Like it.
3: All right. So once
0: again, guys, it has been a rugby debate with the rugby rant here. And we have taken the time to be able to, to quiz them. We've taken the time to be able to figure out their opinions. And it comes out that the rugby rant is the final winner. Although I will add that I will add the debate win to the Canadian counterparts at the rugby shop. As a point. <laughs> he, he
1: had to give us something <laughs> oh. but, so yeah, like, Thank
0: wow. you guys coming by Kitty win spending some time with us. It doesn't matter how the wind comes, it might not be pretty, but it's a win, right? So again, we like to be able to at the end of each episode, take the opportunity to hand the floor to our guests to be able to send a shout out to somebody important, share a message that you think is important, whatever it may be, and we're going to hand the mic to Kyle Ferguson first..
1: Ooh. No pressure. The guys and I were laughing because my wife probably won't ever watch this. So I better not thank her. But um, (laughs) on that note, just thanks, you know, rugby fans in general, I guess. And, you know, just all the all the people out there doing what they can for rugby and the sport in general. Um, That's that's the bottom line we want to as a company we want to grow the game from the grassroots up we've signed some great partners i have some great contacts that i've made through girls rugby seattle rugby club canadian classics all the way up through the pros and working with you know club level guys up to the professional is uh is humbling and there's no real difference in the people that you meet everybody's the same and everybody just wants to see this game do well so thank you to all of you for what you do whether you're at the top level or mom and pop driving your five-year-old to touch on a Sunday. So thank you.
0: Excellent. I love that. You know, doesn't matter what level of the game you're at, all rugby people enjoy it, love it, and are driven by passion. Ed
2: uh I'll give a shout out uh, basically to the the rugby shop staff because we've had a trying year with no rugby happening and um obviously that's that's been difficult uh, for us to keep things going but you know we're seeing a rebound now and we're starting to see rugby happen again so um just a shout out to everybody uh, at the rugby shop um who who have been working hard to um to keep the company moving and uh, and keep us going in the right direction
3: so yep. what you're saying really is we want to keep your employees happy so everybody go to shopmlr.com get your mlr merch keep the rugby shop.com's families fed <laughs>
1: <laughs> And not just shop mlr though come with your club come with your organization come with everybody we'll hook you up right like bring all we'll set the up
3: stores check you know. it out and yeah. by the way, they make some amazing customized masks. We're working on them for, for my high school and some of the teams at my high school right now. They just did an awesome job. They look wicked. So, yeah, they do everything.
1: Yeah. Well, and as of this podcast, Girls Rugby will be – that's a new partnership for us. that'll That's just launched. So, check that out. Um, lots of stuff in the pipeline from local clubs. And, you know, it's not – like you say, it's not just about the pro teams, which is – it's a big focus, obviously, to grow the game. But – grassroots up right like that's where we're wanting to grow we don't just want we want the clubs to survive that's our mandate we want clubs to do well so we're trying to get back that way as well so
0: over 125,000 registered rugby players estimated in the u.s and only 500 or so of them being professional the vast majority of the game is still growing (laughs) with the amateurs right so once again guys it has been an opportunity to be able to talk rugby with these rugby guys who think they know rugby <laughs> but here we are every week. Once again, you can find out more about us by following us on social media, whether that be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whichever you prefer, under the handle at Rugby Rant Pod. You can find us there as well as all your streaming platforms, such as Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever it may be, wherever you get your podcasts from, you can get us at Rugby Rant Pod. My name is Ty Braga, the host of today's activities, alongside my colleagues Rob Hammerschmidt, Scott Ferrara, and on behalf of our guests from the Rugby Shop, that is Kyle Ferguson and Ed Pye, we say thank you for listening and watching the Rugby Rant.